You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, Dr. Matt, and welcome, everyone, to Soul Power to the People podcast. I am back in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm in this makeshift office right now, um, but it's exciting. But I'm also a little bit loopy, so a little scattered. I feel like I'm not here, but I'm here. <laughs> Dr. Matt, uh, introduce yourself again, and thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me again. My name is Dr. Matt. I'm a chiropractor in the, in the Minneapolis area, Bloomington, at the Wellness Way in Bloomington. I also have a great organization called Mask Off MN that is continually growing. And what we're doing with that is trying to fight and end this tyranny of government overreach and how they're trying to force us all to wear masks. And then eventually that'll lead into mandatory vaccines is what we're really terrified of, right? For instance, you can't fly unless you're vaccinated or you can't do any of these normal things that you should be able to do just by being a human being they're not going to let you because you're not vaccinated and so we're, we're putting up a good fight we have meetings every monday we have 40 people there every week like crazy awesome stuff going on we're, we're talking about we're having senators come in and talk to our groups we're putting on classes it's, it's an awesome group of people that really want to end this thing and it's really cool because all of them are like super passionate about it and they're all very very well informed so it's not just like me or, or my, the co-founder, David, standing at the front just teaching people. A lot of it's just coming up with constructive ideas in order to end some of this stuff so that we can move forward and give the people power back to the people, right? Very similar to what you're doing here, but uh, on just kind of forming a group level. So that's kind of what we've been working on recently. And you invited me back on to talk about some vaccine stuff, right? And some yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Wow, I didn't know that you founded that. I saw you. I saw yeah. your Facebook Live, which I shared yeah. on Soul Power to the People podcast Facebook page. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. I don't think congratulations are in order. Uh, it's more of just like we should have never had to do it. You know what I mean? And that's the way we look at it is like, yeah, it's cool that we're bringing these people together and we're working really hard on this. But at the same time, it's like work that we shouldn't have to do, you know, and it's right. cool. But, at the same, you know, I just don't. And it was actually so the guy on the video with me, David, he was the co-founder uh -huh. with me. So, I mean, it's both right. of us. Right. Well, I, I still want to acknowledge you for the effort. Yeah, we, well, we shouldn't you. have to. We shouldn't yeah. have to. But it takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot yeah. of courage to bring people together. So I want to acknowledge you for that and more power to you. you, more power to David. Yeah. So let's start with that mask off. Um, mm -hmm. What are the dangers of uh, masking up? They, they say it's uh, beneficial, um, but mm -hmm. let's uh, bust the lies on that. I mean, if you go to our website, first and foremost, of maskoffmn.org or maskupmn.org, it'll just redirect you to ours, which is kind of a clever little dig that we made. Um, but if you look through there, our website is basically just research. And it's just science that's really kind of put into phrases. But all of those science and all of those links are all of those research studies and all that stuff is linked to our blurb. So you can go through and read it for yourself. Because what we want to do is make sure that like, hey, we want you to be properly educated. We want you to know what's happening, why you should or should not wear a mask. And really, I can go through some of them. I got it up right here. But 
there's three right at the top that just say masks aren't even effective at preventing the spread of SARS-CoV-2. And then they went out and did the double mask study. Remember that? Basically, what this was, they had one mannequin over here and one mannequin over here, and they had air blowing out their mouths. And they put two masks on one and one mask on the other and said that the mm-hmm. oxygen flow from the two masks was less. Mm-hmm. Well, like, no crap, right? But it still had flow coming out, so it wasn't actually as beneficial as they say. So now we have add more masks and more masks and more masks and all these different things. And we So a little side tangent here. Do you know how much plastic we consume a week? Soft stop your head. Take a guess. Like... Would you say it's um, what would be something like a, the size of a chapstick, or do you think that's a lot? Oh, more than that. Yeah, we consume about a credit card's worth every single week of plastic. Okay, and that's uh, from our food. That's from drinking out of plastic containers, cups, all those different things. And it's not just BPA. There's so many more complexities to it. Okay, so now we have these surgical masks, which have microfibers, which are made out of plastic, and then we throw them on our faces and we're breathing on them. Instead of, you know, for the average time of an hour or so, we extend that to 10, 12 hours a day and we're constantly breathing in these fat, these plastics and we're looking at like cases of, of asbestos and all those things kind of increasing because we have this mask on our face. And then the other thing is you have bacterial pneumonia, right? Mm-hmm. So we're breathing out into this mask and all of the things that we're breathing out sit in this mask because if it can't go, if it can't come in, it can't go out. Does that make sense? Now, that doesn't exactly work for viruses per se, because viruses are so small compared to, say, a bacteria. So bacteria, like a bacteria that causes pneumonia, won't be able to come in or out of that mask. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to breathe that bacteria back in, right? And we're always ever changing that cycle when we don't have a mask on. So the odds of us increasing our chances of getting bacterial pneumonia are extremely high. In fact, I had a patient whose granddaughter, who was 16 years old, passed away from bacterial pneumonia about two weeks ago mm-hmm. and didn't have any pre-existing conditions wasn't anything but she had to wear a mask because they reopened her school and they masked them all and then they say so if i posted that on facebook there would be a little thing on the bottom that says you know this doesn't make yeah. sense right or this isn't yeah. true and then you go yeah. and click on that and then you read what they're saying in there and it's actually quite funny because they'll say this hasn't been proven there's no scientific evidence to back this up, but then they'll also say, but it is plausible, right? Yeah. So they're trying to manipulate the things that are being said, because if we could say that for bacterial pneumonia, then we can also say that for vaccines. Like it's, it could be, it could be helpful, right? but it, the, the evidence is showing otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's no evidence to support that it is helpful. And we'll go through that in a second, but yeah, go ahead. You got a question? No, just a commentary that uh, whenever those Mm. fact check labels come up, you know, it's become funny, but where, you know, uh, it's not a secret uh, I share on this podcast about the death of my mom. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, right around that before her burial, a Facebook uh, ad or, you know, where where they try to direct you to hey, it's safe and effective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh my God, I think that was two weeks ago or maybe even a week ago, I was just furious. I'm like, ah, this is effing BS, right. da-da-da. And I just allowed my blood boil. And this morning, it came up again. It was what greeted me uh, when I first checked on Facebook and I tagged you on it. It's just ridiculous, yeah. the amount of manipulation, maneuvering, and really feeding 
people what they are supposed mm-hmm. to think and it's programming they want them to think yes yeah what, what they they're want supposed them to, to think, think. right mm-mm, mm-mm. and it's, it's crazy. all brainwashing what we did with mask off mn is we went through and we actually called the state of minnesota and was like hey Here's what, because we have Freedom from Inf- Freedom of Information Act, so we can just ask them for all of these death certificates, right? So we went to the state of Minnesota and we said, we want all of the death certificates for 2020, okay? So we have, there was a this spreadsheet was like the size of my house. It was just ginormous, right? Wow. So as we're siphoning through this, we broke it out by the codes. And did you know there's actually two codes for COVID? There's zero, U071, so diagnosis codes are CD. CD10 codes, um, that's basically what you're being diagnosed with when you die, right? So for your mom, she, according to her stuff, because I took a peek at your mom's records, which I didn't know if we were talking about that or not, but that she had yeah. a heart attack was like the initial, like that's what they said, or, or congestive heart failure, right? Um, that was at the top of her list. Okay. Um, so what we did was that has a specific code for it. So we siphoned out all of the codes and COVID has two. One is you tested positive for COVID and you died, right? The second one is it's probable that you had COVID and died, mm. okay? So Minnesota didn't use the second code at all. So before we had tests and they were saying the death counts were going through the roof and everyone was going to die, they couldn't even test them, but they were using the first code, okay? Yeah. So another way that they're manipulating data to make it seem like we're all should be terrified of this thing, Right. And then we looked through all of those and there were very, very, very few, like maybe one or two that didn't report pre-existing conditions. So all of these people, and some were like, got hit by a bus or like, there was one, we literally read it. He got hit. He was in a motorcycle accident and he tested positive for COVID. And on his diagnosis codes, he had the COVID death or the COVID diagnosis code. So we look at all of this data and we see like, um, the manipulation of data and the manipulation of the stats to kind of him and haw you and get you to believe that this is a very, very scary disease. And I wanted to, I just got some stats here from the actual VAERS website. We have these adverse events to these vaccines. So it's the vaccine adverse events reaction reporting system. Okay. Now there was a Harvard study done that about less than 1% of vaccine injuries are actually reported to this. There's a lot of kind of back and forth about that, but we're going to kind of assume that that is the case um, for the purposes of this analogy, okay? So of the 57 million people that have been vaccinated, there's been 19,000. This is from December to February 18th. There was about 600 events per week. Um, So we look at that and we say, we take that and times that by 100 then, because if 1%, we have to times up 100 to get to 100% of what really would be reported. And now we're talking about 110,000 people that have had events. Now, some of those events could be just a sore arm. They could be you got a little bit of sickness, any kind of different things. And I know if you want to like learn more about the vaccine and how it kind of works, I know me and Tess did a really good job of breaking that down about um, two or three weeks ago. Or no, it was probably about two months ago. About two months ago, just how the vaccine works, the mRNA how it triggers the cells to create these proteins. And then it triggers an extremely large immune response to start attacking those proteins. And then that prevents you from, it doesn't even, in fact, in the study that said that it doesn't prevent you from spreading the disease. It prevents you from having symptoms to the disease, which is crazy. So we've vaccinated about 57 million people roughly right now. And we've had only, which is, which is good. We've only had 19,000 adversaries, which is a lot. Now, some of those things can be like a sore arm. They can be like, I got a little cold, all of those different things. Right. 
but we take that and that puts us we times that by 100 that means that goes to a million right a million adverse events okay do you have a calculator with you um oh yeah yeah now through february 18th there's been 1095 deaths okay 1095 yeah times that by 100 and that gives us 100,000 deaths, 110,000, right? Mm-hmm. And what I want you to do really quick is take 100,000 and divide it by 57 million. If you have a calculator handy. So 100,000? 110,000 divided by 57 million. 110. You know, I quit accounting for a reason. 57 million? <laughs> yeah. And then times and, that by 100. Okay. So we're at 0.2%. right? And that's how many deaths are from the vaccine, according to VAERS, right? Mm -hmm. You know what the death stats are on COVID itself? Mm, No. 0.01. So the cure or the solution is worse than the problem. Yes. And then we have to look at the massive amount of crap that happened when we locked down, the massive amount of increase of um, suicides, the increase of drug use, the increase of, for every 1% of unemployment, we lose about 15,000 people. Mm -hmm. So factor that in. We also have to look at it as years lost, okay? And this Mm -hmm. might, I don't mean to offend you when I say this, but because your mom just recently passed, so I don't want to like put it out through it. You know, I'm going to say it because it's, it's reasonable for us to think this, okay? So if you're 74 years old, that is the average lifespan in the United States, right? So if you've lived longer than that, that's a positive, mm-hmm. right? So if you've made it to 90 years old, that's great. If you die, then like you made it past average, we can't really count that as a death certificate, right? Because you made it past 74, okay? So when we look at years lost, anything over... 74 doesn't count towards that. Now, if a 23-year-old died, or let's say a 24-year-old for easy math, they died to a vaccine, or they died from lockdowns, or they committed suicide, or they had bacterial pneumonia, or that 16-year-old, all of those different things, then we use 50 years of life for that one person, right? Mm. So we can look at this and be like, okay, so people over the age of 65, there's a higher death rate from COVID, right? Make sense? So there's a higher death rate from COVID when you're over the age of 65. But really, when we look at that, it's like even over 85 is when it gets to the point where like we need to start looking into like deeper statistics. So, but none of those technically count as years lost. So what we want to know is when we look at these and we break this down and we say, okay, if we look at years lost, what was worse? The lockdown and the vaccine and all of those things are much worse for the general population than it is for that one person who's 88 years old or 90 years old, right? And then we talk about, we give these people who are 88, 90, the vaccine, we know it's going to create a huge immune response. We know that they're going to get super sick from this. And especially if they have hypertension. In fact, I looked up some of the stats, 21% of the deaths from the vaccine were cardiac related. And we're 90% of our cardiac patients over the age of 75, right? So now we're going to say, let's give them all the vaccine. And what it's doing is we're basically like, we're doing a lot of damage to our elderly population, especially look at what Como did. Como funneled COVID cases into um, nursing homes and elderly care facilities. Right. What are you trying to do? Right. You know, lower the amount of social security you have to pay. Like, that's what it feels like, you know? Ooh, I never looked at it that way. You know, that's what, like, why would you, that's just the dumbest thing you could have done. We sent you a boat. We sent you a boat and you funnel people into the lawn where everyone is at high risk. 
Right. Um, right. So anyways, the, uh, another thing I read was like, most of these are va- microvascular injuries. So they're causing microvascular injuries, um, which is, um, capillaries are creating blood clots, small blood clots, essentially. Does that make sense? You know, mm-hmm. um, and the average age of people dying due to the vaccines over 78, which makes sense. The youngest is 23 that we know of, right? So I bet there are like, I bet they haven't vaccinated under 18. So I heard that's coming out soon. So you can probably expect that number to change, but something to look out for. Um, and it's just crazy that we can see this through the data. We can literally look at this stuff and be like, hey, maybe we don't vaccinate these elderly people. Like, where do we look at that and say, okay, maybe we don't do this to these other people and there's kind of let them live and see kind of what happens, right? We can't preserve life, but de- destroy the quality of life. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. For instance, um, when politicians make policies, when they're out and they're like saying, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to decrease the speed limit, okay? So the speed limit on the highway, say it's 60 miles per hour, we have X amount of crashes, X amount of deaths, right? Okay. If we lower that speed limit to 25, are we going to have less deaths? Yes. Not necessarily. Yeah, but you, I, mean, I think more accidents. You would assume there'd be less accidents. There'd be less like fate to 25. How many people if, if die this, on the side? Wait, 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 wait. If the speed yeah, limit right. is 25? Yeah. They drop the speed limit to 25 to preserve lives. No, that's going to create more accidents. If everyone had to go 25? People like me will not go 25. I know you will, but um, (laughs) if everyone did start 25, you'd have less deaths, right? Because there'd be less traumatic car accidents. You'd have all of those different things, right? Okay. Okay. But how many people would die because our infrastructure would suffer? How many people would die because X, Y, or Z? And we have to look at the whole scope of things rather than just the minute acts. If we lower the speed limit, less people will die. But what are the other effects that will happen? And politicians right. do a really good job of this. They say a life is worth about $10 million or $10,000, okay? So if you're creating a policy and mm-hmm. that policy costs X amount of money, and you, you have to look at that and say cost-benefit analysis. If we are going to save 100 people, the cost of that policy can't exceed $1 million. Does that make sense? No, you lost me. They're going to change a law or they're going to implement something. So say they're going to force mandate masks and it costs us money to buy all these masks and do all these different things, right? Okay, okay. Okay, it cannot, if it's going to save 100 people, we cannot have the cost exceed a million dollars or else it's not worth saving 100 people. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're doing this stuff without doing any of that cost analysis. And we're not looking at whether the masks are even effective, right? So they're making policies up left and right, and they're forcing us to do these things, and they're not looking at the bigger picture. Right. And and it's damaging. Oh, to, so. yeah. They're not looking at the big picture. When right. they mandated lockdown, they didn't look at the psychological effects, the, right. the internet harm on children by locking mm-hmm. them and, and stuff like that. And I've been voicing that out, the harmful effects of lockdown. For what? I, right. I still don't understand it. And people and zero, buy into it. Zero to 19 years old, that's 0. 0.0002%. Yeah. So yeah. literally nobody. Yeah. Right? And we had a, there was a, this is like a little taboo, and I don't like talking about it, but there was a nine-month-old in Minnesota that passed away. You probably saw it on the news. Hmm. Um, they said it was COVID, right? And it very well could have been. 
but we got her death certificate and we go through it and stuff like that. This nine month old was found at home. So you have a nine month old that wasn't in the hospital for COVID and there was no complicating factors. And then they broadcasted that all over the news saying, see, COVID kills young people. Yeah, that's manipulation of data. Yeah, and that's we don't, fair. We, we don't know. We don't know what other complicated issues. Maybe the mom was on a boatload of medications and, or maybe she wasn't breastfeeding. Or you know, There's so many different things that go into this. You can't just say, oh, I got COVID and died. Mm-hmm. And then why wasn't it at the hospital? Yeah. So and like then, you know, like my mom died right after receiving the jab. Yeah, and I was going through your mom's record stuff. She was doing pretty decent. You can see even in her language because they were documenting some of the things she was saying. She's like, my life's good, all of these different things. And then we missed three days in January and then we missed a day in February of the notes randomly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like everything gets worse. Okay. And it's okay. documented. Go ahead. It's documented. Give me a second. Just to backtrack on that, I finally got mom's records. To those listening on the podcast who are not privy to what I share on Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) I have been requesting this medical records for my mom so I could report her injury from the jab. First of all, you know, I had to get that information from my mom myself because she was hospitalized on February 3rd. And then I... I had to ask her, were you given the jab? And she said, yes. And she knew of how I felt about it because December 25th, she told me that she was on the list. And I told her not to, but I will honor her decision. So anyway, so that was February 3rd. She was hospitalized. She died on February 25th. And in between that, I think February 11th, I got the, the, uh, um, an email yep. forwarded to me that my mom did get the second jab. And so finally got uh, after a month of, yeah, it's March 25th today. It's, uh, it's a month after her death. Um, Finally, I got the medical records and I couldn't look at it yesterday. I finally got it yesterday and mm-hmm. it was all a jumbled. It was Greek to me. And so I forwarded it to Dr. Matt. And thank you, Dr. Matt, first for taking the time to look at it because I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't process it. I was going different directions, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and by giving it to you, it allowed me to just uh, relax into being and process it. So thank you first for that. And so what, what have you found out about my mom? Um, like, as I was saying, was the timeline, the, first of all, there's no report of a vaccine in any of her medical records from that facility, okay? But missing, uh, they pulled yes. out or it was not recorded from her medical records. Three yes. days were missing plus another fourth day in February, right? Three days in yes. January, 16, 17, and 18, if I remember correctly. Yep. And February 1st were not, were pulled out. So... Yeah. They're, they're recording every day, kind of like what I was doing as an accountant, you know, just mm-hmm. documenting everything. So I know how to cover up my ass as an accountant right. back in the day, right? <laughs> so it's a habit that has uh, has uh, followed me because I was documenting right on Facebook everything mm-hmm. that was happening as far as that uh, requesting of medical records. So I can see that they're trying to cover their ass, right? Yeah. By pulling out the record so they they broke out their pattern of 
diligent record keeping, all of yes, a sudden yes. Feb uh, January 17, 18, and 19 are missing and February 1st. So, And it's crazy because like when you're looking at these, they say every single morning, like what she was like, they're talking about this. Sometimes they'll take note of what she said or the communication that they had with each other. And then it went through like the list of medications that she was on and how they administered it, when they administered it on that day, all of that, those different things. And this is, this is in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know their procedures for note taking. I don't know any of that stuff. It's a whole different country, right? right? I know we do here in America, but like up there, I can't speak to that. But what I do notice is that her vibe and everything kind of changed and it came to the point where she was even, and I don't know if I, she just would start saying things that were out of character from what she was saying previously in her records. For instance, she was saying, I really love life. Life's good. So there was a few comments of that in there. And then all of a sudden it was like a complete shift. And they stopped documenting symptoms. It was more like, oh, she had an open source, so we did this. And her medications went through the roof. Like, And they started documenting every medication that they were giving her. And it went from Robitussin, which you said she had a chronic cough, right? Mm -hmm. Went from Robitussin to like a massive amount of heart medications, which again, links back to 21% of cardiac-related deaths are from the COVID vaccine, right? Um, all of those different things, it all kind of lines really crazy and i mean we, we have no proof we have no there's no cause you can't say it's the cause because she again she she was elderly but she seemed to be in good health until this point right and i mean it's hard to, to make that assumption and i hope i don't not like upsetting you because no okay. no i'm 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 mostly grateful that you are affirming what I knew was mm -hmm. true about my mom, but because she's an elderly, oh, well, you know, she's old, it, it's expected. But no, it, her death was untimely. Right. And the manner in which she died was really cold and distant. And, you know, she was isolated from family. So there was, yeah. there's injustice in that. And it's okay, I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get upset. Okay. It's, it just when keep talking because I want people to to see the injustice of this not from not just from oh let's keep everybody safe but are we really keeping everybody safe right and i think you nailed it right on the head when you said that the coldness um there was records in there of her daughters calling um, i'm not sure if one of them was you uh but there were daughters calling asking about visitation policies and all these different things and they said that they just, you couldn't visit unless it was like basically she was dying like that was the only way you could visit and see her in person now you could have phone calls and all that fun stuff but like that's still like that's terrible and uh, my grandma is 90 years old and she's living in a nursing home and she's she survived the vaccines which is amazing which is great uh she's a tough old bat like <laughs> she'll be she's just really tough uh but she said like they wouldn't let her go to Thanksgiving, they wouldn't let her go to Christmas, and she literally said like she would she would rather die if she got to go to Thanksgiving, or she'd rather die and go to Christmas, you know, because that could be her last once, you know, right. and like to see her family again and all these different things, and you're depriving that from people over something that like that goes back to our conversation earlier, is quality of life being sacrificed for life years, and it definitely is. You know, think about these kids who are 10 years old. They're all masked up and they're all, they're, they're being operated out of fear. They're being fear-mongered like crazy. They're being told you're a bad person for not wearing your mask, all this different stuff. And that's 10% of their life so far. 
10% of their life. Now, even if it changes, we know that from basically the third trimester to about seven years of age, you're just being programmed, right? By your parents, you're being programmed by your environment. You're constantly, that's why you don't have a very good memory. You basically operate out of your subconscious mind at that point, right? Because we're just not elevated enough. We don't have that down. So like a deer, a deer doesn't know how, or a wolf doesn't know how to hunt right when he's born, right? So he has to learn that from his parents and that learns right away in the beginning so that he can go off and live by himself or survive by himself or be able to hunt. And the same thing happens with us as humans. Okay, so now we have all of these really young kids being told that they have to wear a mask and really they're being told that me and you are germs. They're being taught to fear people. And you're going to see a huge dramatic effect because of this because when we, you know, probably better than I do, but when we operate out of fear, like you can't achieve the things you want, right? Yeah. And then the political ramifications and like the, the next generation is going to be such a huge altered thing because of the things that we're doing today. And we're, again, we're failing to observe that and recognize that primarily because we want to destroy the lives of these elderly people unwilling, unbeknownst to them, right? Because like, yeah. like I said, I think, if you asked, if you took a poll of people over the age of 75 in nursing homes, they would say, I'd rather go to Thanksgiving than stay here and do nothing, right? right? What's happening is it's atrocious and we need to put our foot down. And that's what we're doing in Mask Off MM, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. It, it's, it's really atrocious. And yeah, I've been wanting to visit her. The facility she was in, the nursing home, mm-hmm. they were on lockdown. Yeah. And... The Canadian border was on lockdown up until uh, up, uh, up until her time of death mm-hmm. or before, because then they re- they softened it a little bit um, before it was. No, you can't come in. It's a uh, totally lockdown. Yeah. So even if I used my Canadian, I'm dual citizen. So I was like, OK, I'm not I'm not a. Uh, beneath using my Canadian citizen just to get in the country, right? Right. But then I can't even get to the facility to see her. So there's right. two two obstacles. And then uh, around her death, um, yes, you can come in, but you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. That's 14 days I could have been spending with my mom. Why would why should I quarantine myself? So it, right. it doesn't make sense putting it, all these obstacles to disconnect us from being human, it's absurd. We're humans. We want to connect. We want to hold hands. We want to hug. We yeah. want to kiss. And those are the things that my mom craved for, and those were denied from her. And the injustice around that is is—it's just, I don't know how I can forgive that. I don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know how I would either. Um, and you can't have health without connection. You can't have health without social interactions. And we're going to see a large displacement of all of our, our fears and all of these different things because we're all moving into this, this social network that we're not going to touch people anymore. You know, we fear right. touching people, but like we know that there's transfers of energy. There's so many other complex things that happen with that. And it's just really a shame because you have, if you could go see your mom, you have to sit outside. Mm-hmm. and look at her through a glass window. Well, that's not mm-hmm. the same. No. You know what I mean? You're not no. getting that that interaction, that connect, that touch. The t- I know the t- 
Remember that there was a, a thing going on that you have to to hug for 20 seconds. Remember that? Mm -hmm. um, where did that go? Where did that messaging go? It's like now it's like, OK, back off six feet away yeah. from from the messaging of you have to hug heart to heart. 20 seconds to feel yeah. the beating of the heart between two souls to <laughs> dude six feet away yeah. i don't know where that went it we went backwards and and everyone just ran to their corners and and complied and um and that blows my and, mind how easily can people complied yeah like when we first had our, our meetings and stuff like that it was me and david and everyone else was a female we're all of our men Ooh. you know yeah. Like men are supposed to be the ones that are fighting for society, fighting all of these fights and doing all of these things, but there's no one there. And I know there's like, we can have a whole long conversation about testosterone, estrogens, and like how it's all screwed up because we're birth control and all these different things. But at the same time, like it shouldn't matter. Like this should piss people off, it but should. nobody's pissed. Oh, Everyone's because, okay. Because we've meditated it away. We've namasteed away. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, just just breathe, just breathe, and 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 let the emotions pass through. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. They're using spirituality mm -hmm. to same thing to repress the emotion, to repress, to disconnect us from the real humanity that we are. We can't have just the spirituality and forget the humanity. No. What's the point of being alive? The, the aliveness is in the humanity, and that's what they're killing. Right. So, What's the point uh, of having a spirit if you can't live through a body? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Using spirituality to mm -hmm. do the same things that the government is doing to us, suppressing, yeah. oppressing, repressing, and, and just, you know, killing the spirit through yeah. spirituality. Like, Come on, like, why can't people see the machinations, the, the, the manipulations behind it, that everything is dumbing down and really disconnecting us from our soul, from our soul power. It's really atrocious. It's really crimes against humanity as far as I'm concerned, because mm -hmm. it's really dumbing us down. It's disconnecting us from each other. And we, when you talked about connection as a necessity to thrive, yeah, we need We've, we're over focused on safety and security right now yeah. and but that's not it that's not all we are as human we need certainty and security we need our uh, feeling of significance and importance do we feel significant and important right now when we're locked down fuck no right are, are we feeling significant are we feeling that we're contributing to society when we're locked mm -hmm. down when we're limited when we're powerless right or are we feeling connected that is our our, our way to feel our humanity are we feeling loved right, right? no so i think so that's a huge one too just the love part like nobody's giving love anymore like there's this overflowing amount of love in this world and nobody wants to give it because we're operating out of what you just said was fear and security and the government's only perpetuating that problem now by, by like just handing people money and getting people used to like universal incomes and all these different things and nobody is pushing to grow or gain or become a better person anymore. They're more okay with being reliant on other entities. I think that's a huge, right. I think you nailed it right on the head. And they're using spirituality. And I'm, I'm a meditator. I meditate. But mm -hmm. I also am objective and can look at things and I can get pissed. It's okay to yeah. get pissed. It it's okay to be mad. Okay. It's okay to acknowledge that. 
but it's not okay to sit in mad and do nothing about it. And that's where I think we have a lot of other issues as well Is nobody wants to stand up for themselves because they're so consciously beat down by everybody else. Cause again, it comes back to, we want to be a part of something bigger. It doesn't, I don't want to be by myself. Humans run right. in packs, right? right? Right. That's why we have societies where we have villages and all those different things. And to be pushed out of that society is more terrifying than anything you could ever imagine. Right. Right. Because and that's why it's so important for you to even founded this mask off yeah. because people are now going to gravitate towards you because now, wow, Dr. Matt is there. He's heading it up. Yeah. Wow. It is safe for me to, to join you and yeah. back you up. You know, even if there are people who, who can't be right there, you know, holding the, the pickets or, you know, right. um, but at least they're supporting you maybe financially or yep. uh, through word of mouth and spreading the word. But by seeing a beacon of like light, beacon of light, yeah. <laughs> like yourself, <laughs> uh, people, it's easier for people to see that it's safe now. It's safe to come out now. It's safe to speak the truth now. Because in the beginning, the cancel culture was so bad, right? Wasn't like who? Me, well, it wasn't for <laughs> yeah. me. I'm like, right. okay, bring it, right? Nah. <laughs> like, uh, I know what I'm talking I'm about. Trying to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I've, I've, I've spent all what been into the spirituality, self-development, self-love for over 10 years now. Right. So now it's more like walking my talk, right? But for some people who, who are entrenched in that programming, cultural, religious, mm -hmm. political, generational programming, that it's not safe to speak up. It's not safe right. to put a spotlight on you. It's not safe to draw attention on you. It's not safe to not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe to hug your parents right now because of COVID. Mm -hmm. It's all baloney. So it's selfish for them. You don't know, think about that. Like you're not hugging your parents because you want them there, right? Your parents probably just want to hug you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that we have to look at, like our own responsibilities and our own. We can't always put blame on something else or somebody else. We have to take responsibility for where we are and what decisions we're making. Mm -hmm. And looking back at that is really how we grow and become better people. And that's just my two cents on it. I feel like we didn't talk a lot about vaccines. <laughs> no, but we were talking about the repercussions. Yeah. The, now, now what? Now we've killed our parents. Now what? And they're what? vaccinating small children like babies, babies. Forgot testing. to mention, mention something. Um, mm -hmm. Was miscarriages have gone up dramatically in the vaccinated? So they said it was safe for pregnant women, and all those different things. And it's it's kind of this is going to sound mean, but like there's people on social media who are so proud of getting their vaccine. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we had a presentation a couple of weeks ago and one of the ladies, one of this lady on social media was like, I got my vaccine. It's safe for pregnant women. And then two days later, she had a miscarriage. Wow. And you know what she said? Mm -hmm. It wasn't due to the vaccine. And here, let me, let me break this down for you from a physiological standpoint. Quick, we're going to get a little sciencey. Just bear with me. Um, when you're pregnant, your body produces a massive amount of progesterone, right? And you produce that so that you don't kill the baby, essentially. It's an immunosuppressant. 
Okay, so it's trick. It's there so that your body, because the baby technically isn't you. So if you got a heart transplant, they're going to give you immunosuppressants so your body doesn't reject the heart, right? Because it's not your heart. Make sense? Wow. So pregnancy okay. is the same exact thing. We produce this hormone naturally, or else we would never reproduce, right? So then, what we do is then inject them with a vaccine, which is literally meant to stimulate your immune system. Okay. It's meant to stimulate your immune system, start attacking the antibodies so that you can form immunity, right? And they were talking about how you're going to have such a massive, and that's why we're going to see all these high um, adverse events and all of these different things because there's going to be a large response to these antibodies. You're going to have a large reaction because it's a very good, effective vaccine. That's what they were saying, okay? And then they said, let's give it to pregnant women. And then what they did, what that does is that stimulates the immune system and then allows your body to start attacking the fetus. Wow. Okay. And what I'm terrified of is, okay, so what if your body didn't miscarry the baby? And now you have just a damage, you know, some damage done from your immune system. And then you're going to birth this baby and it's living. And then look at the, you know, that's a huge deal. And we're not looking at this from any other perspective other than, I just don't want to get COVID. Right. And we're going to tear this world apart if we allow that to happen. Um, and to your point about kids, it's never been tested on kids. So they're going to try and start and see what happens. Kids are generally healthier um, than adults because they haven't gone through the massive amount of trauma up to a certain age, right? But your brain's developing at that time. And that's where we're seeing a large spike in autism and all these different things because we're vaccinating at a higher rate. And this is just general vaccines in general. Um, now we're getting 74 by the age of 18. And there are studies done that like, okay, kids with autism have less mercury in their hair. Well, your hair is actually a detoxing particle. Like your hair is, you're removing things from your body through your hair, right? Oh, so if they have really? less mercury in their hair, that means they don't have the ability to remove mercury as well as other kids. Uh-huh. And that's causing brain inflammation and all these different things. And, and they just keep telling us that, hey, it's genetic, it's genetic. There's no such thing as a genetic disease. It's sick people making sick people. That's what it is. Right. Because you wouldn't program. So they say heart disease is genetic, right? Well, why would your body ever program that? Mm-hmm. Why would your body be like, yeah, I just, I think I want to die at about 75 years old with heart disease. That's what I'm shooting for. So I'm going to put a gene in there. That wouldn't make sense, would it? Mm-mm. No. So what happens is you enjoy the same environment as your parents, so you have the same diseases as your parents. That's all. And then you go back to the programs and all those things that you're running on, and that is a huge role as well. And that could be from your grandparents. That can be generational, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we start vaccinating and doing all these things, and the health, nobody's gotten healthier. Mm-mm. The lifespan's gone longer, but medications through the roof, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, all through the roof. All of these diseases are getting worse and worse and worse. So should we really be afraid of polio? You know what I mean? I just think we have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture rather than just, it's never worked. It's never been good. You've never, have you ever been in a situation and you're like, the only thing I can focus on is this one thing. And if this thing doesn't change, then it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, everyone has been. But if you take a step, that's when you make most of your bad decisions. Exactly. 
when you're looking at a tree and not that's the why forest. they hire life coaches like me to, to right. shift that perspective because right. people right. can get really paralyzed into just thinking there's only that one solution and it, right. it right. freezes them up and everything else would fall apart in their life you know it right. may not right. be the health it might not be the money but everything else and what good is it if you're you're terrified what good is it what quality of life is that yeah we have fear for one reason we have fear because we don't want to get eaten by a lion. That's why the humans, the human race has fear. But we turn kittens into lions. Right. And that's where our whole society is. I don't know if it's falling apart. I can't make that grandiose claim. But I can say, like, I'll tell you what. In chiropractic, we address three Ts. Thoughts, traumas, and toxins. Okay? I do a really good job of addressing th- or traumas and toxins. Patients still don't always get better, and that's because they don't address the thoughts. Refer and I would to say, me. <laughs> yeah, well, we're working on some stuff. But anyways, um, when most of my patients are sick because they live in a chronic stress response, they're always in their sympathetic nervous system, and they can't break that because they look at a kitten and they think, "Holy shit, lion!" And that's a huge. And then we're doing things to them to prevent them from dying to the lion, the kitten. And it's making their health issues worse, you know, like GMOs, like um, Chloe did a great uh, show with you, Dr. Chloe did about Monsanto and all these different things. We're trying to protect something that doesn't need to be protected. Exactly. And we're doing that out of fear. So, well, yeah, well, it's not even protected. It's, it, it is presented in the guise of it's good for you, but really it's got those, uh, several ingredients that will lower or will make you sick. Mm-hmm. And what do, you, what do you do when you feel sick? You buy pharmaceuticals, right? right? What do you do when you get pharmaceuticals? Then you don't, you are no longer in touch with who you really are. It's, yeah. it's literally, I, I, I don't know that experience, but from uh, the coaching, from coaching mm-hmm. people, they're not in touch with their own emotions. They're not in touch with their own thoughts. They're not in touch with their own integrity is what yeah. happens. And, and that's why this show is going on. It's crimes against humanity for me to separate us from our divine being. And we can't experience yeah. that if we are being pushed in every, every aspect of life, in everything. Look at Facebook, what, what Facebook is doing. Look yeah. at the government overreach. Look at how our constitution is being stomped on. Look at everything from the food we 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 eat, from our inability to uh, breathe fresh air. Now it's all conspiracies to attack us on a physical, mm-hmm. emotional, mental, and spiritual level. And yeah. unless we return the soul power to the people, what's our chances of having a quality of life? And, and right it's <laughs> yeah. like so um yeah it's so sad <laughs> it's so sad and yeah. and my uh you know i am also torn to bring all this up but also not carry the weight of the world because mm-hmm. it, it, for me to carry the weight of the world and then then fear gets into me, then I get stressed, then I get, you know, then I'll end up in jail because I'm like my blood boiling because of this injustices. And yeah. when and look, they did it to my city, right? They indoctrinated my children and now they killed my mother. So what am I supposed to do? 
just 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 put my hand in the sand and not say anything that yep. will be an injustice itself that would be perpetuating the crime that they are doing yep. so i'm gonna keep yakking away and i'm gonna keep encouraging and and celebrating people like you who are holding the torch and and, and shining mm -hmm. your beacon because we need to get together more than ever uh really create this whole new uh soul powered leaders that we need because our leaders have betrayed us our leaders have betrayed us they have um they have their uh commitment and dedication towards money towards power and powering over people and that's not a good formula as far as i'm concerned yeah we gotta get back to the concept of like we have the power the people have the power it's all in numbers but if they divide us by race, they divide us by religion, they divide us by pro or anti-vaccine, they divide us and divide us and divide us, and you can't find people to align with anymore. Yeah, they've right? got the new campaign yeah. now, it's anti-Asian. It's right. all provocation, someone created to, to further conquer and divide us all. Right, and that's what we're doing, that's what we're all trying to do, is bring people together. In fact, um, me and uh, one of the, my partners in, in in mask off what we're trying to do is we've accumulated a list of like-minded groups and these numbers kind of blew my mind we have over 120 groups like so mask off would be a group there's like um all these different groups right in those groups we have over 350,000 people 350,000 people in these groups that are all trying to accomplish the same thing so a big thing that we're trying to do is bring everyone together because if we have 25 different groups, it's not as effective as one giant group that's saying, hey, fuck off, man. Like, that's talk. You know what I mean? Right. What's and that's the what common, we're trying to. Yeah, there, there has to be a common denominator. What's a common denominator? Uh, government or common, yeah. Okay, government or government okay. overreach. But it's not just, it's so it could be like um, decentralization. That was a, a characteristic that we found in a lot of groups. We found um, anti-vaccine groups, um, health woke groups, Health woke in the sense of anti big pharma, okay. um, anti overreaching power. I think is what a lot of these groups are starting to align in. Is we want to have choices that we can make for ourselves. Like I've said it a thousand times, Tess. If you want to get vaccinated, go ham. Just don't make me do it. Right. And I think that's the conversations that need to happen. And if you were my patient, I'd say, hell no, don't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't say that because I can get into a lot of trouble if I tell you not to do it. But <laughs> I would say I would never do it, right? And I wouldn't let, I wouldn't vaccinate my kids. And if it was my mom, I would say, "Hey, mom, if you do that, you're an idiot." You know, <laughs> like those. I didn't say that, it that way, but we had yeah. that similar. Right. Like, don't do it. And my mom doesn't. She won't. And it's because I've educated myself enough. And like you said, I've spent years working and learning and just kindly focusing on all of the stuff so that I can present it in a way that people can be open to it and understood. Because mm -hmm. if I went to my mom and be like, mom, I hate you for vaccinating me. You're like, you're an idiot. Like, well, that's a turnoff right away. We can't come at these things with anger. We have to come with love and want to teach and want people to learn so that they can make decisions for themselves because everyone will make the decision for themselves when they get the adequate information, mm -hmm. right? And that's one big thing that we did with Mask Off is like we didn't want to be a group that was going to sit in a circle and complain to each other. We want to be a group that real action takers is what we call them. We call them rats that are actually going to do something, uh -huh. but also like 
want to learn, that strive for more information and then want to teach. Because that's really what we do. We need to do. There's too many people just watching CNN. There's too many people just watching Fox News and just taking everything they say as gospel and then preaching it like they know. Well, here's a couple definitions for you. Ignorance is the lack of information. It is okay to be ignorant. It is. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with just not knowing something. What's wrong, and here's the definition of stupid, is formulating an opinion out of ignorance. And there are too many people formulating opinions out of ignorance. We have too many people just on Facebook, on CNN, on Fox News, preaching a message that I don't understand. And that's perpetuating the fear. Yeah. Did you see um, something about the defunding the police? That's that's right there is idiocy, yeah. like idiots, 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 defunded the police. And now they're recruiting more police. I do yeah. fear a little bit that we're training these cops at maybe a quicker rate. And I'm worried about that a little bit. But the whole defund the police, crime rates went through the roof here in Minneapolis. Murders up like 360%. The crazy That's why stuff. I am in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> I was already yeah. anticipating that, you know? Why would I stay in a city where I'm not protected? We're working with sheriffs to like, because they're like the upholder of the constitution and all the different things. We're trying to get like them to speak for our events and stuff. And it's I didn't know that like police is in place to protect government. Sheriffs are in place to protect the citizens. Like there's little nuances that things that I just didn't understand, but now I'm starting to learn. I'm like, man, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening that is like, why would we ever do that? You know? Right. But, oh, I didn't know that distinction uh, between the sheriffs and the police. And I'm not 100% sure on that, but that's what someone told me. So I still. Right. But, right. But sheriffs or police will just go by the order of the law where sheriffs will look at it constitutionally and be like, so a store, if they kicked me out or if they hadn't said, I have to wear a mask. I would call a sheriff because they would say you can't kick them out of your store because it's a public entity and all these different uh, conversations that need to be had. Even if they have private policies, it doesn't matter. Well, it's a huge topic and it's a huge mess also. So yep. um, just let's keep uh, fighting. We'll keep fighting. Keep listening to your inner guidance, you guys, because um, yeah. the, the guidance is not out there, but it's inside of you. The truth is inside of you. And thanks again, Dr. Matt, for helping me with my mom's medical records. Um, I haven't looked at them myself. I, I totally shut down when I first saw it. I'm very much comforted by everything that you said. It, it uh, really reaffirmed what I already knew. So it's, it's a good thing. It gives me closure, too. Mm -hmm. And it also feeds, you know, my dedication to bring light on all this atrocious crimes against humanity whether you know about it or not it's happening and and that's mm -hmm. what the platform is for that's why this podcast is here to expose all that so and you're doing thank, a great job so thank you for having me again and yeah yeah anytime okay there's one <laughs> okay. call to action i want you guys to take from here I want you to go to maskoffmn.org and subscribe to our newsletter. That's where you're going to get all of our up-to-date stuff, all of the things that are happening, and just to keep informed. So, Okay, good. I am on it. I will okay. do that right away after this. Thank you so much. Committed to that. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. 
Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.